Hey guys, this is Josh Peak. Welcome to the Josh Peak Show. Uh, in this episode, I interview Joshua Nolan. Joshua is a powerhouse when it comes to uh, wrestling and developing uh, young wrestlers and then into um, young men that end up becoming great wrestlers. Got a great track record. You're going to love this interview. Um, and he's also starting his own uh, his own academy, his own business uh, as well. So you'll uh, get to hear more about that in this episode. Um, I also want to talk to you about a tool that I use. I've talked about it quite a bit, but if you're going to start an online business or any business at all, you you have to have a newsletter. You have to have a subscriber list. And I've had AWeber for well over a decade and a half. Uh, it's a tool that's never let me down. And I'll have a link to it in this uh, uh, episode. So you'll find it at joshpeak.com or uh, you'll find it in uh, anywhere this podcast is, iTunes, Spotify, also YouTube. Uh, please Um, subscribe to my channel, whether it be Spotify, iTunes, or on uh, YouTube, and please leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. Again, this is Josh Peak from joshpeak.com. Thank you and enjoy this. This is Josh Peak. Welcome to the Josh Peak Show, where we interview entrepreneurs. And a lot of times, I interview folks that um, that are entrepreneurs, but have had a wrestling background too, uh, or you know, some sort of martial arts background. That's kind of two of my passions. And so today, I'm excited to have Joshua Nolan on with me. Um, I'll give you a little bit of a brief, a brief background on Joshua here in a minute. But uh, Joshua, I appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, man, excited to be here. Thanks. Glad we got it uh, worked out. Yeah, yeah, we've been wanting to do this for a while, and the timing's really good right now. You're getting ready to uh, start up a new wrestling club out in Reno, Nevada, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to to get back there. I was actually born in Reno, so kind of going back to my my roots. That's what I was going to ask you. I know you wrestled out at San Francisco State, um, and so then I I didn't know if you were from uh, the California area or around Nevada. I didn't know exactly where you were from. Yeah, so I uh, was born in Reno, actually, and then when I was real young, my parents moved uh, just over the border to Quincy, California, so it's only like an hour and 15 minutes from uh, Reno, and then yep. so I grew up, grew up in uh, Northern California my whole life, and then like you said, yeah, I went down to San Francisco State for uh, my college career. Sweet. Well, I know that I remember wrestling. When I wrestled, um, we wrestled a tournament out in Susanville. Which is not okay. far, not far from Reno. I think I think it was Lassen uh, Community yeah. College up in that area, and they had a real good back then. They had a really really good wrestling program. But yeah, remember, like uh, when TJ and uh, all those guys were going through. I think uh, Jamil Kelly was there for yeah. a minute. I mean, they they were really really good because they were still wrestling the the whole NG, NJCAA. Yeah, California was the other community colleges were doing their own little state thing. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, Jamil went there. They had some. They just had some hammers. I remember that tournament. We had Rick's Idaho. We had um, we had a couple of colleges from Arizona. We had some California teams, and then we had Boise State. They had a team, and yeah. um, so we had some. We had a few D ones. Um, we had a few, you know, some some JUCOs, obviously, and, and some D twos. It was a tough tournament, and uh, that was kind of a. It was uh, it was fun getting the right, you know getting out there and getting the experience that we didn't wrestle much on the West Coast so uh, 
So how far, I guess you were pretty close to Susanville then probably, right? Uh, yeah, like, like, yeah, it's like an hour and a half away. Yeah, actually, so most of my, like, youth matches, um, so in that area at the time, uh, Susanville had, like, four youth programs. So they used to run tournaments basically, you know, all spring. So a lot of my youth matches were at either Susanville High School or at uh, Lassen College. So I've been over there tons and tons when I was younger. So what age did you start wrestling? I mean, did you start as a real young kid or? Yeah, so I started wrestling like uh, second, third grade. And Mm -hmm. for like when I'm from like the Quincy Youth Program, it was just a recreation program. So it was just like uh, two months a year, maybe like three months, um, just like January, February, March. And then that was it. Like I didn't. I didn't wrestle at like uh, NorCal TOC. I didn't wrestle at the state tournament. Um, nothing growing up, so it, it was really just kind of a, a pastime in between. So I would, I would uh, wrestle and play basketball like at the, in the same season for the rec department. So it was really, I mean, it was really laid back, and I didn't really even think about getting uh, serious until like I, when I was a freshman. I kind of saw some success as a as a freshman. I was like, oh, maybe I'm maybe I can, you know, do this a little bit more. And then that's when actually Coach Pack um moved out, out to Quincy. And so once he got out there, then I just basically just started following him around and any tournament yep. him and Cody were going to, you know, I was just tailing along and, and uh going with them. So that's kinda how I how I got started like really actually training and wrestling. That's cool. It's it's amazing how many people that have come across, you know, have crossed paths with, uh, Terry, uh, Terry Pack. I remember, you know, like I was just talking to you before we started this, that he, he was coaching at a startup that was Neosho, uh, community college in Kansas. And, and, uh, we were at Labette. That's where I wrestled in Neosho within like a year or two of Terry being there. They won a national championship. It was, yeah. I mean, it was like a startup and he brought, well, of course he brought in some hammers, but, uh, it was Neosho and Colby Community College. And at that time, there were only three Kansas Community College wrestling. Now we have many, but so the two years I was there, we were always finishing the top three to five. And, and you have Colby and Neosho, two Kansas teams win it and we didn't win it. And so, <laughs> and so, but then, you know, Terry went on obviously to have a successful run with, you know, some other places, but then he's got Legends of Gold and, and that and so talk to me about Legends of Gold. I mean, obviously you're getting ready to, you're getting ready to move to Reno, uh, yeah. but you, you spent you spent some time in Legends of Gold, and it looks to me, especially this year, you guys have cranked out some really good wrestlers. I mean, um, and 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 not really. I mean, I'm not just saying specifically Greco, but you guys have got a pedigree of some good wrestling uh, going on in the Greco department. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, our kids. I mean, we did, you know, they really, really showed up this year. And, I mean, obviously you, you like to see them show up when, when the lights are on and not the biggest tournaments. But, you know, it was a really – this year was a culmination of, you know, a really a couple years of, of dedicated hard work from a lot of people. Um, so, you know, the, the Glenco stuff, um, you know, kind of started with the, the IDA, which is the International Development Academy, and, you know, bringing – kids in to train full-time and bringing coaches in like uh jesse Dilkey and and Pack and anthony you know to 
to train these guys, you know, and obviously those guys is, um, you know, the guys that have coached them to be the point uh, where they're at now um, are amazing coaches and, you know, they've taught them well and they're able to pass it on to these young kids and, um, you know, these kids picked it up fast and it was, it was, you know, it was really cool to see because, you know, these, these young kids kind of took it on and it was like, Greco's not the, not the, Jesus is not the uh the sexiest of the you know the the wrestling styles but our kids really gravitated to it and and you know they took off with it so it was really fun to see this year them all that pay off but yeah yeah for um legends of gold goes all the way back like I said to Quincy when uh came out there and you know introduced introduced me to you know, freestyling Greco and, and training year round, and I'm sorry. Oh, um, you're fine. And and, uh, and so we used to train. Um, well, first Terry had a had a, a mat in his down in his garage, and I used to just bug the crap out of him and, and ask him to train with me all the time, and he he never said no. I mean, they, you know, he was there with me all the time. And, that just slowly grew in, in town and we had a pretty good family in town. And then when coach pack moved out, uh, to South Dakota, I mean, it's really just been amazing to watch and, and grow over the last eight years. Um, you know, the camp system is, uh, is awesome. You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of success, uh, you know, you know, at, at all levels, which is, which is awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, and I think we're probably going to see, well, I would say, I would say we're probably going to see more and more of, um, you know, that type of situation. I mean, I think you guys have probably been the, uh, the pioneers in it, but you know, like I said, there's a couple guys, well, there's quite a few guys I know that go up there and their parents, um, you know, they invest a lot. I mean, we're in we're in a competitive environment. I don't think we've seen wrestling uh, at this level in America in a long time, maybe if ever. I mean, if you look at Fargo, and you look at, I mean, what I think is on flow was over sixty kids in the juniors that were ranked that didn't even place. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, that's and not, it's insane. It's it's crazy. I mean, Rhett went up. Uh, he should have been at ninety four. There's some guys he's beat there and. He'd had a broken wrist and grew a little bit, and so we, we put him at 100. That is not a tournament. You want to mess around and wait. I mean, it, you better get to the right no. way. Yeah, and absolutely. We, yeah, yeah, we learned that lesson. And not to mention, he's one month from being a schoolboy, so he was. if you're young like that, you better get to the right weight. We learned that uh, pretty quick. And and um, so we didn't have much of a long season because he had a broken wrist. But, um, you know, I'm just seeing, and I think you're probably seeing it too, I mean, you see some guys that, at Fargo, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I've been to Fargo before. It's always been tough, but this year was different. I mean, there's no question about it. This year was, and 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 I, like I said, I think we're seeing because of social media and because of the internet, we we have so much more access to so many things. But um, wrestling is in vogue now. I mean, there's people want they want to wrestle. It's 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 a hot sport. It leads into mixed martial arts possibly, but. If you look at our senior level, we're dominating. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, to be a top eight All-American at Fargo at some of the tougher weights, it's a hard thing to do. And so I think you almost have to train 
you almost have to train. I hate to say year round, like, but you you do. I mean, yeah. almost if you're going to be really good, you you have to almost take it as a profession. Yeah, and, I, I, and that's completely what it is, and that's you know just like you said, the level of competition is is taking a step up year in and year out. It's just you see, you know, if you're not getting out there and, and training, you know, seriously and training with a purpose, then it's going to be tough to win against some of these kids that that are and that are you know on the right path you know for you know and it's not even something that you can just pick up and be like okay now i'm in and then three months later you're gonna you're gonna win at this this level it's it's something that's you know you got to put the time in and it's it's over years and over uh the time that's how you earn these next level wins at this point because it's it's not it's not a given thing like you said 60 kids you know we had we were victim to one of that one of our uh kids that's three-time champ and he's a he was took third in greco but uh in freestyle lost in the blood round and you know it's just one of those things that you're coming up against you know next level kids and it's you're you're seeing the future ncaa stars you're seeing the future uh you know, world team members, Olympians at this tournament, they're not just picking it up later in their careers. Like, um, you know, sometimes it was happening. Well, and, and then you see something a little bit different as well. Like, um, you're starting to see, you're starting to see homeschooling on the rides as well to where kids have more time to train. Um, you're seeing kids that are now starting to specialize a little bit more. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, are, if a kid, I mean, I think there has to be at a certain level they have to sh- have shown some some sort of success. But what is your what is your thoughts on kid uh, a kid wanting to specialize and say, okay, I'm going to go only the Greco route or only the freestyle route? Um, what what is your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think I mean the the later uh, in the career that it can happen, I think is is probably the best and i'm not saying you know junior senior high school but i'm saying you know through middle school i think it, it serves an athlete to to wrestle all three styles and because john smith's not at uh kids nationals you know unless his son's wrestling there but he's not recruiting at kids nationals he's not recruiting at tulsa nationals um so really those those tournaments and the, that training it's just about getting reps at that point it's not about wins and losses and national titles and, and this and that. It's about just getting the time in, getting the reps, getting the, the matches in and letting that all culminate to, you know, when you are a freshman, sophomore and then, then you see, okay, now I know that, you know, I'm seeing more success in the Greco route. So I'll, I'm going to go the Greco route. I love Greco. I'm going to go Greco. I love freestyle. I'm going to go freestyle. I want to win an NCAA title. That's really important to me. I'm going to, you know, focus on folk style. Um, but for me, you know, in in seventh, eighth grade, sixth grade below, I think, you know, wrestle all three styles. You know, don't be afraid to to, to play football. Don't be afraid to play baseball. Don't play, be afraid, you know, to, to incorporate some other sports. But at the end of the day, you know, when when you are, when you do get, freshman high school i think that's where it it's going to benefit you a lot to to make your decision and 
even with that, if you want to do all three styles, I think, um, I think you should. Uh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, wrestling is wrestling, and, and you know those wrestlers are still gonna are still gonna benefit you, um, even if you you know like like I'll take Billy Sullivan for example. He's you know a pretty good folk styler, a pretty good freestyler, but he's a, a national champion OW Greco Roman wrestle. But he trained in all three styles. Um, you know he, he did. He did, and he lived out here for two years and, and trained out here full time, and and um, you know, but trained in all three styles. But his passion, his love, and probably majority of his focus is still in Greco. So, um, you know, it it was all it was all it all worked for him, and all came together because he you know was in there getting the repetitions in and putting the time in. That's why he saw the success or is seeing the success at a really high level right now. See, I think that was kind of me too. Like I went to this place to where I'm like, okay, freestyle Greco. I love freestyle Greco, but then we've trained a lot since Rhett was young at OSU. And I think if you look at some of these guys at OSU, their mentality is that, you know, you know, folks out helps with the grind. I mean, and I think that's why we beat a lot of the international guys is we can push them deep in the water, you know, Late in the late in the in the periods, and and I think it helps us. Um, and so I got back to my mentality of wrestling is wrestling is wrestling. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what style. I mean, if they say, hey, we're going to go out and wrestle on the pavement, and we're going to do folk style, well, then that's just what you're going to go wrestle. I mean, you got to be ready for all three of them. And I do like freestyle and and I always wonder, like, how good could we be um, as a country because we're really good. But how good could we be if we did if we had just freestyle and Greco? Like say you're freestyling the NCAAs, um, would we? I mean, would we just absolutely destroy other countries, or would we still just be the same as we are right now? You know, I I don't know. Right? Yeah, I know it's such a it's such a double edged sword too because it's you know I I I I agree with you that the folk style that mindset that mentality that that hard training for you know, months in, months out, it, it definitely benefits, especially at the next level where, you know, you, you can just take a guy to deep point and, and take him out. But, you know, it, it does, would that change if it was, you know, freestyle all year long around? Uh, you know, it's so hard to say. Um, it's kind of weird that, you know, like in the women's side, they've got it kind of flip-flopped where they right. – a lot of their competition in high school are all folk style, and then they get to college and it's all freestyle. So, and I mean, they're the women's wrestling in, the, in America is obviously, you know, coming up super fast, and you know those ladies are are killing it at a really high level. So, I don't know if, if folk style maybe that's the secret sauce or something right now. It's, it's our our little uh, you know our, our little secret that we have again over the other countries too. It could be, you know, I mean, it really could be. I mean, it, I think it, there's no doubt that it, I think it toughens our kids up or, and not just kids, I'm talking all competitors. And I was, man, I was one of these guys like, Hey, we, I'd love if our country to sell all free song Greco, but I've kind of changed on that. And, and, and more so because, uh, number one, I think that it does make us tougher. Number two, you hear all these people, I mean, there's, I don't know what it is. Like you hear, everybody's got an opinion these days, right? Of and course. 
And so they're like, well, if you're not a two or three or four uh, sport athlete, you know, then we're specializing too young and we're, and, and uh, we're getting too serious. And, and I mean, I'm sure maybe, maybe to a degree, but maybe, maybe our country has softened up a little bit too. And maybe it's time that, you know, I mean, I was a three sport athlete, but if I didn't know what I know now, maybe I would have just did wrestling, you know, and, uh, I don't see a problem. I, I just don't see a problem with my daughter. That's all she does is dance and rep. That's all he does in wrestling. And if you ask him, like, he said, I am a three sport athlete. I do Greco freestyle. and yeah, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. <laughs> he said, I am a three sport athlete. He said, I would do jujitsu. I would do, I love mat sports, you know? And, um, so, I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting, but I can say this by watching Fargo and watching some of our national tournaments. Uh, time will tell, you know, how far some of these kids can go. But as of right now, man, we have kids, you know, you see it. We have kids that are 10 years old. They look like they could, I mean, they could wrestle NCAA. I mean, these kids have some <laughs> awesome technique. It's, it's, it's amazing. So um, do you see, um, let me ask you this. So now, I mean, I think slow wrestling is great as far as the media and the attention that it's it's brought to a wrestling and it's opened it up, you know. At the same time, do you think it's um, do you think that type of media attention? I mean, a it puts pressure. It's going it's going to bring a certain amount of pressure. But you start if you start reading some of these Instagram and um, some of these uh, comments on some of this crap, I mean. I mean, is there a negative to it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Is there a negative that it's brought to it as well? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, there's a negative to all sides of social media. You know, there's just, it, it unfortunately, it allows people to be at arm's uh, distance away from anybody that they want to be, mm-hmm. you know? So in, in allowing somebody that close, to you to when you maybe don't know them or maybe don't know their intention is, is that's a dangerous game to play just because, um, like I said, you don't know what, what they're intending. Um, so, I mean, it, I think it, it comes down to, I think the benefits of it outweigh the negatives, but I think it's our job as, as coaches, as parents, as mentors, we got, this is another level of education that we have to provide our athletes with and, and, and make sure that they understand, you know, hey, keep your circle small and, and don't worry about what John or Jim or Joe or Jane is saying about this or that on the internet. If they're not directly within, you know, your, your inner circle, then you can't, that, that can't be in your mind. That can't be in your worries. Um, you just got to keep that. Uh, keep that stuff out of your head because at the end of the day, it, it's only going to distract you from the path that you're on and, and where you're going. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's, that's, that's interesting. Our kids are having to grow up faster because of it, I think, in a, in a way. I mean, and I would say in, in one way, I mean, you know, Flo and these kind of guys, they, look, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, I'm in the marketing industry as well. I have a digital agency. So it's, it's all about, uh, impressions. It's all about exposure and traffic equals revenue. But at the same time, you're dealing with kids, you know, and, and so I'm like, okay, do you, do you govern that down a little bit? I mean, as a responsibility, I mean, there's some crazy stuff set out there. On the flip side of that, though, it's like, 
hey, parents, like, watch what your kids are saying here. You know, I mean, like you're saying, parents and coaches have got to educate the kids. And, and uh, it is, it's a, it's a very interesting dynamic. We haven't ever had, we, you and I didn't have, you know. Um, right, yeah. And and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, well, tell me, you're getting ready to start, you have started a podcast. Uh, where can people go listen to your podcast? Yeah, so it's uh, Jano Knows Podcast. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much anywhere you're going to find a podcast that's on there. I've got just two episodes of that, and then I actually did um, some episodes. Uh, it's, I called it, we, we called it Approved Legends. It was with my buddy, um, and and we did just uh, like eight or nine episodes of that. So got can go back and listen to those too but yeah i started this one up on my own and you know like eventually i want to do kind of similar to what you're doing and interview you know p- people that are are doing cool stuff you know i think there's yeah the the more positivity that that i can spread and that i can you know use my platform to to reach people and like i like you said there's so much negative and so much crazy things said out there like i want to try to make everything that I put out there, I want to combat that and, and, and make it as positive as possible and just, you know, try to try to help, you know, as many people as possible. I'll tell you, man, that's good. And, um, I think we need it, especially in this sport. I think the sport needs it from a very, from a, you know, from a couple of different angles. I think every, I remember Gary Vaynerchuk saying this, that every company and every person at this point is a brand. So you're a yeah. media, you're, you're basically a media company in, in essence. I mean, I'm, I have a, a big plumbing company I work with, uh, in Oklahoma here. And then also, uh, I work with some politicians doing their campaigns and everyone, I told every one of you guys, you, you know, you should have your own podcast. I mean, you control your media, you control, well, I'll say this, you control, uh, the talking points. And I've always been told that if you can control the content, you control the central nervous system of any industry. So you look at Wall Street Journal in finance, right? So they can kind of control that to a degree. Uh, your big media companies are fighting for audiences, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and all that. They're fighting this, who can control the narrative. Well, podcasting's taken that, you know, it's taken that away. And so, like, it's funny. I was, I was just going through like the top 10 or however many on, on, um, on iTunes and each specific group. And, you know, Jordan Belfort uh, just started one, and he's, I mean, the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, crazy lifestyle, and, you know, something I wouldn't want to live. But the bottom (laughs) line is he's got a really good podcast. He just started. He said, I don't care about the logo. I don't care about the microphone, the walls. and I'll just get it started. We'll get it started. You get it right. You know, you have to just get it going first before you get it right, you know. And and so he's got a great podcast and some of these others as well. So I think the wrestling industry, like I think what you're doing right now, there's not a whole lot of competition. And most right. people don't, most people don't know, <clears throat> they don't know how to do it. Number one, it's not that hard to do. Like if you just get a, like what you've done, you get some sort of a hosting platform, Libsyn or whatever. <clears throat> but the difference between, you know, you and them is that you actually know what you're talking about. Uh, you have something to talk about. And, you know, it's something, you know, what you're, you know, you know, your content. And so if you just get on it, you know, and really just put your nose down and do like how you coach, you know, you coach your kids in wrestling, you put the focus in and whatever. I mean, I think you could have something pretty big. Um, so I'll, I'm going to be listening to your podcast as well. And then 
uh, and then talk about your, you know, your program, you're getting ready to start up out in Reno. Yeah, I guess that, that's, you know, you're leaving here fairly quick. So, uh, what, what are you trying, what are you planning on trying to do, uh, with it? Yeah. So, um, Silver State Racing Academy. So me and my wife are, are starting this, this up and we, we move out. We'll be in Reno on August 5th and, you know, hit the, hit the ground running and get, get everything going. And, um, you know, the goal is, to, to run our first practice in, in August. Um, really just the, the drive behind this is, is, it's, you know, three years in the making. Um, when I actually left college wrestling, so I was coaching at Northern State University, um, up in Aberdeen, South Dakota, and I was coaching up there and, and I just had like, I also ran, um, the youth club up there and, and I just, I always love, like, I love college wrestling. I love coaching college wrestling. But when I worked with the younger athletes and I, I actually sat and taught wrestling uh, at the, the, the most basic all the way up to the highest level, I just, I just loved teaching. And I just felt that passion um, back then. And, and I, I talked to Coach Pack about it. You know, he's been a uh, mentor of mine for, for 15 years. And I, had, I talked to him and, and at the time, he actually had position open at Legends of Gold. Because I was thinking about doing what I'm doing now three years ago. Um, but he had a position open here. And, and luckily for me that that happened, I was able to come here and, and really learn from Coach Pack and, and learn the youth wrestling scene and, and, you know, even just the club wrestling scene in general and really get a good understanding of, of what it takes to – you know, not only not only compete athletically, but really put together a system that creates a family that creates, you know, just that love through wrestling. You know, wrestling wrestling is a vehicle at this point, and and I want these young athletes to know that wrestling can take you a million different places and it can take you really anywhere. It can take you to college. It can take you around the world. Um, and it's, it's, you're maybe not going to be there forever in your life, but the places and the lessons and the things that it, it can, uh, per, provide you, you know, those are the things that are valuable and those are the things that we want to take. And I think, you know, we've got that at legends of gold and I'm looking to, you know, recreate that and, and really, you know, spread, you know, that out to as many people as I can and, you know, starting in, in Reno and, you know, I just really want to build, build a club based on, you know, on good values, on extreme, uh, love and great work ethic and, you know, the, let the wins and losses kind of fall as they do. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I want to help young men and women use wrestling to propel their life into doing amazing things and having major impacts on everybody that they come into contact with. Yeah, no, that's, that's powerful. Well, I wish everybody was that way. I mean, you know, I mean, I wish everybody had that same mentality. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I'm sure you've been in, I mean, I have walked into, I, we've been blessed, man. Cause we have, you know, Todd Chansborough, he's first coach, you know, uh, and then Shane Roller, and then uh, he's just had the best coaches around. He's yeah. had great coaches. But I've walked into rooms where, I mean, 
it's, it, yeah, these guys yell, and then, and, I mean, <laughs> and they don't know what they're doing. Like, it's one thing to yell, but it's another thing to, like, what are you yelling? Like, you know? Right. And so, no, I mean, I think we need more, we need that positive role model uh, in the sport of wrestling because, I mean, it, you're right, it does, you can't, I don't know, man, it's hard to, um, it's hard to mimic that hard work I think you learn in wrestling. Um, and I, 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 maybe I'm biased, but I just think it's the best sport out because the, the, the hard work you learn, it really can take you places in life. Um, and I'll tell you, and, and, and then I'll, you know, I have just a couple more things I want to talk about, but one, I think it's healthy that we have now club sport. Like for example, uh, for two reasons, I think that, you know, it's been taboo for a long time when these they don't pay coaches a lot. You know, that why do we have to, I mean, $100 a year would be enough, right? To, to wrestle <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, if, if people knew what dancers pay, uh, their, the dance, the dance studios, I mean, we're talking like, I mean, a thousand a month, like 500, a yeah. thousand a month, right? And then on top of that, you got your costumes and then you've got, you've got competitions and you've got fights and you've got, and now wrestling's finally, I'm not saying it's up to that level yet, but it's getting to a point where someone can make a living doing it. And I don't, you know, the way I look at it, I'm a businessman. So I like, if you have a service and you're good at what you do, then I think someone should pay for that, you know? And I think that it's healthy that, and probably because of the internet and social media now, and we're becoming so competitive. So, I mean, if you go down to Dallas, Texas, I mean, they pay, you would be amazed what parents pay. To send their kid to be a good football athlete or to be a good dancer, to be whatever. And so when you say, and there, a lot of these people are first generation in Dallas, Texas. They're not like Oklahoma. So uh, if you say, well, it's going to be 300, 400, 500 a month for wrestling, they just say, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that's what I pay for dance and football. Why not wrestling? In Oklahoma, I mean, they're like, well, my coach didn't charge us anything. You know, or what? I mean, it's like, well, guess what? Times have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the same anymore. And no I think. I think what you're doing is great, and I think that I, I hope we see more and more. I mean, you see, like, in Pennsylvania with Young Guns, and, you know, you see all these clubs up there and PA and then Legends of Gold, and, and, you know, there's so many different, I mean, just awesome clubs around the country. I think there's room, and I think what we've got to do better in wrestling, I know in the state of Oklahoma for sure, we we, we have such a pedigree and we rest on our laurels, right? We don't. We should have more wrestlers in Oklahoma than we do. People, well, we don't have the population. No, we do. But it's just that well, Josh Nolan's kid wrestles and Josh Peake's kid wrestles, and they don't see outside of that. Where well, we should be recruiting these kids that want to wrestle, but their dads are afraid to come in the wrestling room because they don't know anything about wrestling, and they're and it's an it's an it's an image type deal or an ego type deal, right? They're like afraid to come in there. Um, Maybe we can take a chapter out of jujitsu. Like if you go if you go into a Brazilian jujitsu place, they don't care. Like they come on in and roll, right? Yeah. Uh, in wrestling, it's different. There is a different dynamic. It's like how good are you? Like what have you won lately? You know? And and so I think that maybe hopefully we are evolving a little bit, but we got to really I think we got to have a good outreach and getting new kids into the sport and growing it. You know? So you know I I think what you're doing is is awesome. Uh, out there, you know, going to, you know, the Reno area. And I think you, that that's going to be an untapped group. I mean, I think you'll be able to do pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hoping. I know there's some people out there, you know, uh, out there working. And, um, I know some of the guys on the, on the Nevada national team, the coaching staff. And I, I know there's, there's people that, that want to 
do great things out there. So, you know, I just want to, want to help as much as I can. And, and, and that's the thing too, like with, with the wrestling community, we tend to be so like territorial and so yeah. like, you know, almost like, you know, cannibal. Yeah. Like cannibalistic where like we just, you know, we end up shooting ourselves in the foot because, because we want to, we think everybody thinks that they they're doing something, you know, special or something different. Like, man, just for me, Personally, like I don't, I want to share as much as possible, and I, I don't really care if I'm going to be competing against you. I don't care if I'm going to be, uh, you know, fighting against you, uh, you know, on, on competition day. Like, you know, like I just want to practice. I want to train. If 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 I can provide you with something, if you can provide me with something, like we're all winning. And at the end of the day, as coaches, you know, we, my mind is on the athlete. My mind is on. Yeah you know, them. So what it, it really serves me to, it doesn't serve me to have an ego to, to, you know, try to protect, you know, anything. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I mean, I see like around the country, the regional training centers are great, right? They're, and, and, and mainly the regional training centers are, are to develop guys that are high school, college and above pretty much. But I think we've seen it here to where you know the if you're going to i think if you're going to grow a state i think you got to do it through the clubs meaning you can't have the rtcs competing with the clubs and trying to cannibalize them i mean uh which i don't think most rtcs are that way but we've seen it a little bit around and i think if you're going to grow it grow the sport you gotta you gotta have a regional training center so everybody can come together and iron sharpens iron but at the same time you can't you can't monopolize and then take away from the clubs. The clubs have, I think, are, are the, you know, they're the, uh, the ground, the groundwork for, for wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. The RTCs yeah. Should, should, yeah, serve as, you know, we're a place where everybody can come together and, and get better together and then take that back, everything that they learn at the RTC, take them back to their club. Now the club's going and the, the next, uh, time everybody comes together, everybody's that much better, and you know you're just going to continue to grow. That's a that's a great model, in, in my opinion. Sure. Well, where can everybody get in touch with you? Like, what what is your? Give us your Instagram and your um, your Insta. Are you on Twitter too? Yeah, yeah. So both of them are J No underscore Knows K N O W S, and then uh, Joshua Nolan Wrestling on Facebook. I try to. Try to post it there, you know, as, as much as possible. I try to, you know, I've been, I've been so, so lucky. Like I'm, I'm around Olympians and you know, uh, all Americans and national champions on such a regular basis. I, I just have my phone on me at all times, and I, I take as much video and as much content, and I do, I videotape as much as I can. My own stuff, and you know, I just try to share it as, you know, as much as I can on, on my different uh social media platforms and just spread it all but there's only yeah there's only a few people i see doing what you're doing <clears throat> i mean the first videos out i mean i saw on social media like carrie colat and some but i see your videos and they're um they're good i mean they're good they're good content good technique so if you're listening to this podcast you definitely want to go follow josh joshua because i'm telling you there is some good techniques you're going to get and i think it, i think it's a key is those who give the best content and technique are going to win. I mean, obviously, I, like you're saying, there's a lot of people in the 
well, I got a secret this and secret that. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't. I mean, yeah. uh, it's, they think they do, but they don't. And and so I think that uh, what you're doing is great content-wise. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what you're going to do in Reno, and I think you're going to have a positive impact on a lot of people. And I'm just glad that I got to interview you and bring you on here and, um, you know, let, let my listenership uh, get to know who you are. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's a blast. Um, yeah, hopefully down the road we can uh, catch up again and yeah, and give a little update on where Silver State's going and and uh, what what we got going on. Well, I appreciate it, and we'll definitely do that uh, for sure. So we'll say, have a safe trip out there, and again, we're excited to see what you're going to develop. And I know Nevada is going to be real happy to have you. I appreciate it, Josh. I really do. Um, yeah. Um, what's the best for, for you guys? Well, cool, man. I appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Yep, thanks. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye.